you know, like a force ghost, I don't think necessarily is a difficult thing to pull off. No. They were doing it pretty well back in 1977. I Do think you pull off force ghosts. <laughs> In a world where laughter was king on the edge of space. Ludicrous speed! Go! We get together, have a few laughs. Masters of the universe! <laughs> well done, sir. Well done. <laughs> you, you, have, you have earned your Cinemasters. Oh, your degree has been fully earned. It was money well spent. I do pull off Force Ghosts quite easily. Uh, and vigorously. Uh, <clears throat> with bees. With bees. What was I even talking about, for God's sakes? No, like I was saying, uh, welcome to the main event. This is the feature presentation. I am one of your hosts. I am the host to the right, Ron Avis. And I am the host to the north, Adam Peterson. And since it's Star Wars, we had to bring in a guest star, 4KJ, or the Man of Steel, Jason Bridwell. And we're going to be doing a review of The Rise of Skywalker. Uh, now, it, I talked about The Rise of Skywalker, I think, a little bit in the intro to our uh, last episode. The hilariously, uh, that, that went over so well. That so I, I love the movie Mad Libs. I can't wait to do more of those. It was delightful. I, I, I almost hate that we have more things in rotation now. It may be a bit before we get back to the movie Mad Libs, but that's okay. Um, but what we're here today is to talk about the rise of skywalker the ninth and final film of the proper star wars saga the one that began way back in 1977 42 years long um jj abrams uh who was not originally supposed to be the nope. director of the third film it was going to be originally uh was it trevor uh, colin trevorrow colin trevorrow i always get his first and last name mixed i i i would have liked to have seen that um, but what we got was, uh, you know, certainly fan servicey. Yes. In a fun way. Uh, you know, sometimes it doesn't necessarily work out great. Uh, it, the trick to being fan servicey in a good way is like not 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 make it seem so obvious, you know. Uh, but overall, you know, pretty satisfying finale to the series, I guess. I concur. Yeah, we're. I agree. I agree. Yeah. So we all we all three felt pretty good about the the final movie. Jay, you and I actually saw it. The same time together with my nine-year-old son Logan, who loved it, uh, but he rarely walks out of a movie going, Ugh, "That sucked." <laughs> He's like tugging on my sleeve, like, "Can we go? This is horrible. This is the worst thing I've seen since the pest." Starring John Leguizamo. <laughs> the only movie I've ever walked out of in real life. So bad. What I thought, I'm, I've got some some points to go over. I thought, you know, we'll go through them individually, get your opinions on what you thought. Uh, then after that, you know, we'll we'll just sort of talk about some things that you know maybe weren't discussed in my guidelines. Uh, just some thoughts you may have had. And then uh, Nick Wright, our other member that was initially going to be here for this review, he unfortunately is is under the weather. Hope you're feeling better now, Nick. Uh, I'm sure you are by now. Thankful. Hopefully, it'll have been <laughs> by weeks. the time this airs. <laughs> by the time this thing airs, like, you're still ill. You might be dead. You might want to go seek a doctor. Yeah. Like, immediately, because I don't think you're getting any better. Uh, but Nick, Nick sent in some uh, thoughts about the movie because you know Nick's one of the biggest Star Wars fans, and I know, and it sucks that he can't be with us, but we'll get him in on future Star Wars related something. Yes. Disney's not going to stop making Star Wars no. movies. I can guarantee you that you know we. 
although we are going to rank these movies once again, we're not going to go into the detail that we did in a previous episode, because on, on the Big Geek Podcast, we have a two-part episode where we actually did rank all of the films, and we're going we're gonna to re-rank them, because when we did that episode, we have since added two new films. Yes. Uh, Solo was coming out in a few months, I think, prior to that episode, so we'll have Solo to add in. Uh, so if we want to add some thoughts to Solo, we should, certainly could. And uh, of course, the rise of Skywalker. So I think when we when we did that list, the last Jedi was fresh. Like it just came out. Fresh. Yeah. Like a cow patty. Like a cow patty. Tasty. Yeah. Jace, Jason is uh, a notorious the last Jedi hater. Ooh. Uh, he when um I, I'll, n- I'll never forget potatoes gonna potato exactly uh, I'll never forget uh, I was uh, with my family we were going on the Polar Express I got a call from Jason like, that's odd Jason doesn't normally just call me we're like more of a we have more of a texting relationship you're textually active we're textually active quite well uh, well done and man there's some innuendo going on here <laughs> and I do. love it I we do love it. it. Pour it on like Your like honey. Saucy Mad Libs got it going here. <laughs> I did it. Really shook, really shook things loose, like phlegm. Okay, uh, but no, he. I get a call from Jay, so I'm like, I better take this. And um, it's like, hey, buddy, what's up? Hey, homie. And that was how he answers them. I'm like, oh my god. I was I was for sure that someone had died, and to him. Something did die. A little boy kind inside. Of <laughs> I was gonna say a little boy inside of him, but we don't. Ooh, that's that's a little too much innuendo. <laughs> but that is not what we. Chris do Hansen, here. come on in. Come on in. <laughs> oh shit! Damn Ooh, it. Ah. we set well, this house up. Well, it's been nice knowing you guys. I guess this is the final stop for Ron. Uh, never. I, I gotta say, I didn't see it happening this way, but I thought it would be at some other person's house. <laughs> No, but Jason, Jason was just he 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 just he had, he took umbrage with that movie. I'll just say, and uh, I, I think you've come around a little bit since then. You, you yeah, just don't like hate the movie anymore. I first saw it, but when yeah. I first saw it, no, I totally was disgusted when I left the theater. <laughs> I, I I really thought that time would be well do good to that movie. I you know like once people give it some time, and especially after seeing the third movie, like my whole thought from the beginning was. You know, don't judge this movie too harshly. It's the middle part of a trilogy. Um, let's see what happens in the third movie. So was Empire, and it's still the best. Well, yeah, no, no doubt. I mean, no doubt. The Empire it's still better than those walking trees in the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah, right. Trey Baird. <laughs> what? <laughs> Is that what he was called? Tree Beard. Tree Beard? That was his name? I think that's what he was called. I think that's what the... Jesus Christ. Sorry, Tolkien. They're really original. Shit on your name. Yeah, they were pretty first draft. That's a tree with a beard. Let's just call him Tree Beard. Tree Beard. Of course. Moving on to the next character. We got a lot of characters to name in this fucking thing. It's a big-ass book. Have you seen that book? It's bigger than the Bible. This is how he typed it. Literally. (laughs) Hunt and Pack. With just rigid... Hunt and Pack with one finger. That's how he typed all of the books. 80 years to write that thing. Okay, um, but yeah, so moving on from that, let's just get right down to it. Uh, Let me me pull up my notes. Let's do it, man. Let's do it. Let's do Do it, it, Doug. Do it now. Yeah, so the movie, it opens with that crawl, as all all the Star Wars movies do, and you kind of get that um, montage at the beginning of the movie. The movie starts... With uh, Kylo Ren searching for uh, MacGuffin, I guess. 
a wayfinder. Doc McStuffin? What? He was searching for Doc McStuffins. What what did you guys think of the whole like waypoint wayfinder quest thing? Did you did you enjoy that actually part of it? Because a lot of people criticized the film for being a little too jumpy, like jumping around a little too much. Did did you guys notice that? <clears throat> Adam, let's start with you. Oh I, I mean I think after I had time to think about it, it's like they they used it as an anchor for the rest of the story. I I, I mean I don't know that it it was as compelling of a of a plot point as they may have intended. Um, but I, I think you know for to move from the first act to the second act, I think it was a necessary thing, and I don't think it detracted from the story. Um, so I mean I we've I've talked about it with some of our other friends at the Marshmallow Factory um, mm-hmm. who also saw the packaging factory also saw the movie. Um, and it's, it's when I was like, if I wanted to nitpick, it could be something I nitpicked, but it was, I mean, I thought it was a, an adequate way to open it up and kind of motivate us towards where, where we were going, you know, put the quest in motion. Yeah. Uh, Jason, what did you think of that whole intro? Was that a satisfying intro? Satisfying. Yeah. I mean, it, uh, within the context of the movie, it made sense. Definitely want to make sure you relax the diaphragm. Yeah. <laughs> Would you like to cup anything while I'm at it? <laughs> just want to make sure we get you nice, nice and loud, and clear. Make sure, make sure you open up nice and big. <laughs> no, so, so you were fine with it. In other words, you didn't have a problem with that. No, not really. Um, I mean, the whole wayfinder thing came like out of left field. So, yeah. but like I said, it worked within the context of the film, so I'm, I'm okay with it. One thing that I read a lot in other people's. Um, opinions about the movie, not necessarily reviews, just opinions, which there's a lot of. It's the internet, after all. Is that it felt very video gamey, you know? Uh, go to this, that. go to here, collect the thing, move on to the next point, collect the thing, go to boss battle, collect the thing, <laughs> which I enjoyed because I like video games. So, you know, I, I didn't have a problem with it. But the Wayfinder takes uh, Kylo straight to, uh, you know, it wasn't a twist. We all knew that Palpatine was going to be in this movie. It was all over the teaser yeah it was in the trailer uh yeah uh, the disney d23 like the actor i forget his name you know his name adam no i was gonna make old british guy the old british guy yeah. about ian mcdermott ian mcdermott bingo yes, oh go. i got two here because jay's oh, yeah. jay's good with that stuff too so I'll, i'm in good hands with the two of you we're all state you're you're my all state <laughs> yeah so we we knew he was you know he had some pretty significant a pretty significant part of the movie we don't know exactly when he was going to show up Turns out he shows up right away. Like, we don't have to wait one bit. I like that about this movie. Like, a lot of people complained or pointed out that The Last Jedi seemed a bit slow. This one didn't waste any time. Like, it was right into the action. You go right to, uh, what was the planet? Do you guys remember the planet? The the Sith planet. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Exegol. Oh, nice. Yeah, so it takes, you, you need the Wayfinder to find the Sith planet. Exegol? Yeah, and uh, so we, we meet Palpatine right away, and we kind of—that's that's how this thing really starts. Now, what did, what did you guys think of this this Sith planet, Adam? Like, did you was it what you would have imagined in your head of a Sith planet? Like, what we didn't see this until towards the end, but like, are there other Sith? Apparently, like there was like a whole choir of other Siths there, there in was, robes. There was a lot about that. I mean, like when when we started kind of picking a, picking through some of it. Uh, cause a part of, part of, I mean, if I was going to critique it, I mean, cause I didn't, I didn't find any, you know, anything wrong. It was a cool way to start the movie. It was, you know, the, the visuals of it were, were very interesting. You know, you get that, <clears throat> you know, those, uh, like pods kind of in the foreground. That was, you know, it was, it was a very cool way to kick it off. And I like the reflective pool or whatever yeah. like that. That was neat. 
That was cool. Um, but it, it was, I, I was a little, con, I mean, I, I was confused kind of by some of the dynamics that they used it for because I'm like, okay, so he, he is, was he a clone? Is he a, is he the same guy, but he's just hooked up on hoses and he's on life support and he's, he's been here for a long time, just hanging out on this planet, building death or building, uh, Imperial ships. Like that's just hammering. Like I'm, this I'm gonna get them with these ships. I just I'm here building ships. Paddling's gonna give some pad pad. Palpatine's that's gonna give a paddling, right? That's a paddling. <laughs> that's a tongue twister. I was gonna get it out. Palpatine's getting a paddling. <laughs> Jason, uh, did, what do you think? Was he was he a clone or did he just survive the fall from the second Death Star? I don't think he was a clone, but there's been a lot of reference to the things I've seen on the internet that he was a clone. Now, at one point, Kylo walks past a, a tank of Snoke's. Which was interesting. So yeah, he created Snoke. Yes, we ended, we find out that he's been kind of behind everything the whole time. Uh, now, one another big criticism of the Last Jedi, and you know, like I love the Last Jedi. Like I thought it was great. I don't have a lot. Of, I don't have a lot of criticism. The criticisms I have didn't have anything to do with that. But one thing that people hated was they killed Snoke in the second film, which kind of left like a big question mark. Like, what's going to happen in the third movie? Is it just Ray versus Kylo or whatever? So now that we now, now that we know all about Snoke, he was just uh, a clone that you know, or like, uh, this he was Palpatine's lab. puppet, basically. Yeah, he's Palpatine's puppet. The, is that does that does that take the sting away a little for you, like Jason? Did, what do you how do you feel about Snoke now that you know he was just a puppet created by Palpatine? Uh, I never had any real issues with Palpatine. I mean, you know, or not Palpatine. I'm sorry, Snoke. Uh, Oh, yeah, you didn't I'm, care I'm okay so much it. that he got killed in the second movie? Uh, no, not really. I really wanted was more interested in who is he? You know, what's the? That's my point. Though, was like, are you satisfied with that origin now that you uh, know? Sure. Yeah, it makes. I mean, the way they did it, it makes sense. Okay. Now, cool. Is it what I expected? Not exactly. Right. Sure. Right. Well, people were like wondering, is oh, is he like Darth Sidious or something? Right. Like what? Right. Wh- wh- is he from our past? But now that we know he was just a creation. Uh, whatever. Or Darth Plagueis. Darth Plagueis, thank you. Yeah, because that, that was a lot of the speculation after The Force Awakens. People, I, everybody knows, it's no, we don't have to hash it a whole, rehash it a bunch, but after The Force Awakens, J.J. really like set up a lot of intriguing uh, scenarios, like little cliffhangers to, for um, Ryan Johnson to play off of. And Ryan Johnson played. He played. He played his way. <laughs> um, Jason. <laughs> you look like you were going to say something. I'm leave that be. Okay. I'm just gonna let it. You're going to leave it be now. Let it marinate right there. <laughs> you just be you, man. Be you, boo. Uh, so yeah, but that's how it starts. We we know right off the bat that there there is something special about Ray. Palpatine tells Ray yeah. that she is not a nobody. She's Leo. not the parents of a junk dealers or whatever. Like she is somebody, and um, we still don't know what. And I I don't know if you remember Jay. We were having a conversation on the way to the movie. We were just kind of talking. Uh, as you do, you're you're excited. Like, what's going to happen? I remember saying that whatever happens with Ray's parentage, people are going to be probably disappointed, no matter what they do. Somebody's going to be upset. Yeah, and I don't know how well the Palpatine thing sat with me. Like, I don't. It just leaves so many weird questions about. Uh, it's so Ray is Palpatine's. We're skipping a little bit. Granddaughter. Ray, granddaughter. Yeah, he's yeah. She's his granddaughter. So a who is he fucking? Good question there, right? When did he fuck? Jar Jar. <laughs> I, could, it, I, could, I could see the resemblance now, actually. I could see that, Fair too. Enough. Ooh, Misa. Misa it's in, the, it's in the eyes. It's in the eyes. <laughs> I mean, did you see Jar Jar in those, those ceremonial robes? Oh, 
Fairly regal. So sticky. Uh, <laughs> That's the gungan in him. <laughs> Gungans are very sticky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like, I guess we're just not supposed to think about it too hard, but my brain goes there. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm like, whoa, oh, hey, you know, because we, you know, when we, we were talking about the Ghostbusters, like, who are these kids? Who's, who's, who's the grandparents? You know, like, they set that up. Uh, and we were like, it's got to be Egon, right? It's got to be Egon. Like, your brain just ha- goes there. Like, who, who's the parents of the, who the grandparents are? Well, and because uh, I was talking about this the other day with uh, with uh, a buddy of mine, we're, we're just I mean with Star Wars because I think one of the things that works well for them is a storytelling uh, mechanism. What also kind of works against them is the fact that they created this world um, and uh, weren't totally sure that it was going to. I mean, you go New Hope, like they weren't totally sure that it was going to be anything, and then it was exploded. And then they keep had to build yeah. off of that. Yeah, there's no way they had because I mean they, they you know Lucas would have never allowed Leia and Luke to kiss. No, <laughs> if he had any inkling of an idea that they were there, yeah, related and, down the road. So it's it's one of those like every every time you're 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 expanding the story and you're expanding the universe and you're doing things with it. You're like, oh, okay, well we're gonna do this, and so he's like, well, but the, in over here you said that it's like, oh, that's right. We didn't pay attention that closely. Did you see the meme as one floating around? I started to cut up. I had no, you're fine. <laughs> I saw a hilarious meme. It's a Game of Thrones type meme where uh, it was it was like young Princess Leia, and on the left she was like, "I kissed my brother." Yeah, I saw. And on the right, like a Cersei, <laughs> she's Just got this like bitch really, please like expression. Really? Yeah, right. She doesn't even say anything. <laughs> uh, I love that meme. I'm gonna have to find that. Um, but I'm sorry. Go. Please continue. Uh, well, I, I think I think that's just one of the things. I mean, it, getting to the ninth uh, in this, because um, th- I, I, and I was thinking about it after the fact, kind of comparing it to like the Harry Potter franchise, eight films. Mm-hmm. It's when I was like, I mean, she didn't have all eight or all seven books written um, at the beginning, and then they started making movies. You mean she was living in her car writing out this book? She didn't have it mapped out. No, oh, oddly enough, not. Uh, yeah, but odd. that is odd, sir. I don't know about that. But I think in in the storytelling, they. Uh, there was continuity. I mean, she she made sure there was continuity, and it's an expansive universe, and so it, it felt like it was comparable. And not that they didn't on the Star Wars front, but I think the thing with the Star Wars universe is there's so it's so big, there's so much to it that it 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 does it becomes hard to make sure that every everything is covered all the time, every angle is covered, every oh this every every. Everything adds up all the time. That's a really difficult task to ask yeah. a writer to do. Like keep keep everything open ended. Yeah. And I think when they do that, when they try to do that, it backfires. Like with the DC whole thing, yeah. like they they try to leave a lot of things open, so they don't close things up front. So, um, Jason, are you? What about the revelation of uh, Palpatine being uh, the grandfather of Ray? Uh, how did that sit with you when you when you learned that? Um. I was okay with it. It was kind of one of those coming out of left field things because it's not what I thought was going to happen. Uh, but I was okay with it because I knew it was going to be something shocking, something nobody saw coming. Yeah. I think we all kind of expected that what uh, Kylo had said, like your parents were. I don't think anybody expected that to stick. No. Well, I think it was supposed to be one of those shocking moments like when Luke finds out that Vader's his dad. Yeah. So you're going to find out something crazy about her lineage you know that's not possible right exactly so i think from there we kind of cut to uh the the three heroes um you got finn you got you got poe and you got ray together at last and then a lot of people were like upset that they weren't together as much 
as they would like to be, you know, see them all three together. Uh, they, they really just kind of see each other for the first time at the end of last Jedi. So they're, they're on some kind of mission. Uh, they're trying to obtain some plans, some secret plans, some, you know, we know, we learn there's a spy. Uh, okay. And, and then the, the spy turns out to be Hux. Now, what did you guys think of that? Because, like, remember, they were, they were captured later in the movie, and uh, Hux is there, and there's a couple of guards, and they're about to be executed, the three of them. Well, actually, it was, it was just Poe and, and Finn, I think. Yes, Ray was somewhere correct. looking. She was snooping around Isn't that when she in, uh, in, in Kylo's, Kylo's room. Get out of my room! You know? Hey, you're not allowed in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what did you think of this whole Hux is a spy twist? Start with you, Jason. It worked, because, I mean, he... You could actually tell by the end of Last Jedi that he hated Kylo Ren. Yeah, yeah he really So, did. I mean, yeah, it makes total sense. Um, and it had some comedic value. It was pretty funny. Yeah, I'm the spy. <laughs> Adam, how did they sit with you? Uh, it, the the motivation for it, definitely, it, it made a lot of sense. Um, it, I It's funny because... Um, when you think, especially against kind of the backdrop of uh, who's the, the other guy, the other bad guy that was there running. Uh, oh, uh, oh gosh, I, I don't remember the whoever, other, the other like commander guy, yeah. or general guy. Yeah. Like that, he he was a guy. I mean, reminded me like of a of a Tarkin kind of guy. It's he like really he's, totally did. He's yeah. a company yeah. man, and because it's it, they've always uh, from the from Force Awakens, they've really and we learned he was familiar with Palpatine yeah. too, right? Um, they've. I feel like oh, they've I always familiar. How could you not be familiar? But maybe worked with. They're them. very familiar. Oh my god! Yikes! Is that who he fucked? Yeah. <laughs> it's very awkward in space. <laughs> um, but uh, but it, the, the I like the line. It's like I don't care if you win. Yeah. <laughs> I because I I I I liked the idea. Like if he would have joined them. Yeah. And just kind of kind of been like this antagonist within their little crew. Right. Like right. It, it was, it was a fitting end for him to not because yeah. it would have, it would have complicated the rest of the story. But I liked that he was kind of, he was a, a foil to Kylo Ren by way of helping um, the rebels. The, I think that, um, and it was because it was comedic. They've always kind of played him as he's not that straight laced company man, in the same way that the rest of the guys are. I got to ask you this because you, you speak of like Hux was like a, you know, like he's a general, he's one of the un- underlings of, you know, of Kylo, but he never killed him. Like Vader was always very quick to kill his highest in command whenever they slipped up even the slightest. Do you think that this is slightly out of, of arrangement of my thoughts, but so, you know, Kylo has a turn and we, we assume they map these things out a bit. What were they? Was the plan always for Kylo to have a redemption at the end? So that's why he never like just. I mean, he you know, Kylo murdered lots of people. I don't want to paint it that he, he like he did that, kill a few that he held back, like his dad. Yeah, he killed his dad. Yeah, that was a yeah. thing that happened. He did kill his dad. And we'll never Yikes. forgive his little ass for that. Yikes! Yeah, Ugh. but I, I guess where I'm going with this is like, did, did they not kill Hux? Was it just because they liked that character, or was it just like we don't want him to go too far to come back from? I don't know. Just like a little thought that popped into my head. Kyle was, he always seemed more of a, like a little whiny emo kid. Like he would have temper tantrums. You know, he, he didn't just like murder people straight up to murder. Like he wasn't full on evil. Like I guess like, you know, Anakin went full on evil. Yeah. He, he came, he went all the way to the edge. Yeah. But before he did, he was kind of a whiny little bitch. Yeah. Oh, for sure. But <laughs> that's had, where he gets it from. Obviously. He had that, right. he had a, he had a bad dream and then he killed a bunch of children. That was yeah. A, that was a, 
I, I would like Steve to think Wolf. that Adam Driver probably consulted with Hayden Christensen. Like, how? Where, where did you? How did you channel that whiny bitchness? What did? You, what were you thinking? How? How many hours a day did you listen to My Chemical Romance? I mean, was that a? <laughs> did you have a set time, or was it just kind of like always there? Yeah. Um, so yeah, Hux was the Hux was the spy. Like that was a talking point that I had. Plus, you couldn't kill him. I mean, he was the comedic relief. Yeah. He turned out to be yeah. Well, even in the uh, prior movies, he was always that little snut, snivelly. You know, we we know him. You speak of the Harry Potter movies. He was one of the Weasley children. He was one of the Weasleys. Tom Gleason holding for Hux, holding for Hux. Yeah, that was great with Poe. Yeah, I forgot about that. Um, so, but I I touched upon the Kylo Ren redemption. Uh, Jason, how did you feel about the Kylo Ren redemption at the end? Like, how did you did? Because one thing I wanted. You know, we talked about walking the movies. Like some of the things I want, I, I want to know about Ray's parentage, and I hope that Kylo is redeemed. That was one of the things that I really wanted from the trilogy. To, when it by the time of the end of, it. I really wanted them because you got a taste of it when they joined forces, he and Ray, and I love that. That was great. Um, when he's finally redeemed, where I mean, where do you still hold the grudge towards Kylo? Like whiny little bitch. You know, he did kill his dad. We love Han Solo. Like, how did you feel about the redemption of Kylo at the end? No, no, I, I was I was cool with it. I thought it worked really well. Um, Do you like his character now more or less? Uh, probably more. Now, now, now I liked his whiny bitch better than I did Hayden Christensen's whiny bitch. <laughs> yeah, I think anybody's whiny bitch is superior to his whiny bitch. Well, I, I think I think when you think about it too, like when you you go to the prequels, and you have three movies where you're setting up Anakin Skywalker to become uh, Darth Vader. Yeah, and to Who Kylo envied. Who? Yeah. So it's 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 almost it's it's very fitting that you kind of bookend that with you start out. You have I mean your very first introduction to Kylo Ren in the first in the opening scenes of Force Awakens. You have this. You, I mean you have this genuinely evil force. I mean they just come in. They're killing everybody in that village with uh, Max von Sydow and. You know, here's your introduction to Kylo, and and throughout, yeah. I mean, it's a good he, introduction. And he has, I mean, like he has his uh, his fits that he throws, where he's slashing stuff up with his lightsaber, and yeah, I love those. That fit really made me laugh, especially when you watch that SNL bit where yes. he, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, yes. where he's like an engineer. Yes, I do. <laughs> that was really funny. But in, in that same way, when when you, because uh, I think we would all agree that when you're looking at the evolution of Anakin into Darth Vader. You know, uh, one of the big critiques um, of you know of the Re- Revenge of the Sith is the fact that he switches from he's always been he's whiny and unstable, but it's like okay, it's a bit of a jump to go from uh, I'm scared of things and I'm afraid. It's like I'm gonna go kill all the kids and then I'm gonna turn to the dark side. It's like okay, I feel like I needed a little. How bit How would more you evolution. fix that though? Like I know this opens up a long discussion. Would would you say like it should have been just two movies and they focused more on finding Anakin and then more of a or should have been three movies, but they cut out most of the Clone Wars stuff and focused more on what what happened with with you know Obi Wan and Anakin during that time between Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. Like what what how do you fix that? Cut out a lot of the CG. Yes, you cut out a lot of the CG for sure. We've all bitched about the blue screen shit and the and the pears. Oh, the pears! <laughs> Gosh, the pears. But I mean, you know, we we gripe about the prequels, but one could one could at least say that the arc. The arc is superior in the prequels than it is in the new trilogy because this new trilogy feels now that it's over like there was not much of a plan or if they they bailed on the plan too early. I, I think because um, if you if you boil down like the the motivations if you boil down like with Anakin, um, you know it was partially. I mean, his, when he had the the dreams about his mom dying, 
And that was messed with him. And then he had the, the visions about uh, Padme dying. It's like, right. okay, people very close to him, his mom and the woman he loves. But I, I think there's, I think part of what short circuits that is the fact that you set up this whole um, romantic relationship with Padme in the second one, and it just feels really forced. So like the whole time, no pun intended. Um, so the whole time, um, you're just like, okay, he's, you're talking about Kobe Bryant. He's, um, <laughs> but with with Anakin, um, like you you have these motivations, but I, they don't feel they don't feel as as strong to me. Like I, I get that there. I'm mean, like he misses his mom. But like we were talking about, it's like, and it's one of those not to nitpick, but I'm like, okay, the reason they couldn't get off. Um, off Tatooine in the first one is because they're slaves and they don't have they don't have access to anything. We're like, okay, after you after you left the planet, like you, you could just fly back to that planet now, right? Like you have spaceships, just go get your mom and leave. Just go get her. Stop having bad dreams and just go get your mom. Yeah, like why now are you so concerned? It's like if oh well, but Watto's there. It's like what? You can choke his just bitch just ass. go there and get your mom. Right. You have a lightsaber. Yeah. It's like what. What? Well, part of the whole like Jedi Creed was like abandoning everything, I guess. Like, yeah. uh, so it makes sense in that regard. But <clears throat> that's another real like: Are the Jedi that good? And is that that is the? Are, uh, uh, that's one thing I liked about the whole the Last Jedi. And and Luke was trying. He he kind of starts having those thoughts too. Like maybe this shit isn't all what I thought it was. Yeah. Maybe it's not all good. You know, like the light side, like the things that have been taught to me. Uh, and he, he didn't. He didn't even. See, he didn't have access to the prequels to watch on Blu-ray. I assume so. He couldn't even see like how Anakin was treated as a kid. Like they brought him in, and Qui Gon saw it in him early. And then the the council was like, "It's fucking too old, man. You can't. You yeah. can't train him. Or you can train him, but you can't be a master. You know, like, all the things that pushed Anakin over the edge. Right. So that the the, the 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 Force as a religion or whatever, like it's flawed. I mean, it's yeah, it's less flawed than the dark side. I would say, but you know, it's. I, I like that Luke kind of recognized that. Don't don't follow it so it's like people who are devoutly religious and then you go to like Catholic school or something. You come out of that other end being a little less religious. Because well, you, know, you just you forced it's been forced down your throat for so long. Well and, and I mean and the, the the thing the thing that's always difficult I mean because with the Jedi, the order uh, that whole that whole side, the light side of the force is we have rules. And the Sith side is man, we don't. Yeah. So it's like to be a Sith is like anybody could be a Sith. It was like, oh no, well we're you know Yoda's you know fear, hate, stuff, all that. He's yeah. like, okay, well the one of the one of the strongest parts of the, of the Phantom Menace is the lightsaber fight with uh, Qui Gon and Obi Wan and Darth Maul. Oh yeah. I was like, okay, well, okay, so if this is void of emotion, if it's just we're motivated by this, like. So when he got all pissed because Qui Gon died, and then that's how he defeated Darth Maul. It's like. That doesn't. F- well, even Yoda got like all worked up and fought, you know, uh, Dooku. Dooku, yeah. So I mean, they're telling me there wasn't some emotion behind that battle. That and that's the that's part of the problem is they they have these rules and they have to break them in order to make sense. Jason, you were going to say something. Yeah, their midichlorians were spiking. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> is that like the hormones, like the midichlorians? Let me just use my lady it's razor. It's Jedi puberty, everybody. <laughs> I'm going to talk to the other Jedi's on this lady razor. Oh, <laughs> I love that so much. You were just showing me like the whole construction of the lightsaber with Philip's head screws, <laughs> like yes. all that stuff. In 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 the far far away future, like they used Philip. The Jedi's are duct taped together. <laughs> Philip's head screws are transcendent. Yeah, yeah, totally. 
all time and space. They've been around for forever. Okay, I want to. We'll move on. We'll move on. I, I wanted to get that. I wanted to get your take on that a little bit since you weren't present when we were ranking the other movies and everything. Um, so we got we got the three, the trilogy that that seemed fun. You know, they went to the one planet. Uh, we see some more of that um, kind of force uh, communication or whatever you call it. Like, what do they call it? Like skyping, but with force. Force time. Force time. They were using force time. They, they that's one of the few things that they seem to take from Brian Johnson's Star Wars. Like yep. that, they continued that the use of that, and they do it a lot in this movie. They, yeah. they do it when they fight in in Kylo's room, and they knock over the uh, the you know that's where we see in the trailer like where the Vader statue like crumbles or whatever. Yeah. Uh, we we see it on that planet uh, where they meet up with with uh, Lando. Um, he he like snatches the necklace off her th- like. That's a, that's a new thing. It feels like every time we get a Star Wars movie, some kind of new use of the Force. Like what? You know, this one was a big one too because in this one you get, you know, you can snatch physical shit off of people. You know, like I was laughing because like I was watching like a Kevin Smith version of a, a review, and he's like, "Man, you could use that shit to like grab a drink from. You could be sitting on the couch and you could use that and grab a beer." And like, <laughs> Uh, but I love Kevin. Smith. You could steal a lot of things. You could steal a lot of things. Um, but we also the big one. You can like Ray is can heal now. She can bring people back from the dead, technically. And we see that kind of at the end. And and I, and I remember talking to EJ after we saw the movie. Is like, isn't it kind of ironic that it was Ray, a Jedi, uses the power to to uh, revive a loved one. To bring one back, and that was like part of all of Anakin's turn. You know, like he he was he wanted that for himself. Turns out it didn't have to be light or dark. You just had to have it in you. So, like, what, what did you guys think about that whole force power? The the two force powers, Jason. How do you how did you feel about the healing force power, the Wolverine power? Well, I knew it was there because I actually watched uh, episode seven of the Mandalorian the night before, and Baby Yoda did it in that episode. Use so, your force hands, Baby yeah. Yoda. So I mean, yeah, I remember you telling me it wasn't like a surprise that. when when she did it. I wasn't shocked. Okay, um, Adam, how how did you how did you take to the whole like revelation of like wow the, now she's so she's <sighs> so powerful with the force she can revive she can heal it she like healing that's one thing but she actually brought yeah Kylo back from death and then he in return you know like he's like oh that's sh- I can do that shit here we go hey uh, didn't I even have to practice it he figured just- out something I could do here so <laughs> I, I one of the things that are, even just that they specifically noted it is like when she the line where she goes I didn't finish the training course is like this is just indicative of if you want to be a Jedi, like you could train for a half an hour. I'm like, I think I'm probably good. Like, yeah, well, yeah, it was the whole thing do, with Luke too, right? I can do Jedi stuff now. <laughs> oh, look at this! I can heal people. I can bring people back from the. But, where's the Where's the CD where I can just listen to shit in my car? Like, yeah, I was like, oh yeah, I was, I was community to college. You got like Jedi community college. Listen to a Jedi powers podcast, and now look at that. I can. <laughs> Here's but did you like it? Did, I mean, what did or did it really throw you? Because like I wasn't sure how to feel about it. It it didn't it didn't really throw me. It was it was one of the, I think at this point one of the things that I I do like about that is the facts. Things like this to me feel like they're just it's not in an irreverent kind of way, but it's kind of like we're just gonna keep making stuff. Like this is cool. This is a cool thing for them to be able to do. This makes the, us be able to do this in the story. So we're gonna do that. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well. You know, it it does the it gives that's the those are the kind of things that give credence to the arguments. Like, well, in this film, it's like it doesn't matter. 
It's a movie. Leia it's cool. Can, Leia can be an expl- like explode in a spaceship and float herself. Yeah, she's to safety. She just flies around in space, <laughs> zipping around through the universe. I freaking love the Force. She's Kryptonian. Yeah, that, that would have been great if it was like a little Superman theme popped in. John Williams. I mean, come on. Or if they just had some crazy bald guy following around trying to thwart her plans the entire time. I think the thing that bugs me the most, though, is like the force grab. Like, I I hated that. I'll be honest. Like, when he grabbed the necklace and he was like, she's here. You know? This is where she's at. Or like another, like one of his cronies analyzed it or something. Like, this is. We figured this. it out. So. Yeah. Like, really? Eh, I, I can forgive the force healing. I didn't like that. I mean, he so shouldn't much. have had to grab her to know. I mean, he, I mean they had that kind of like link between their minds. I mean, he should have just known where she was at. Yeah, that's true. That's I mean, true. think about it at the end of Empire. Luke knew Leia was on the Millennium Falcon, and she knew where he was hanging out at the bottom of Cloud City. You got to make sure you come up close here. Why don't you scoot your chair up just a little bit? Relax the diaphragm. Lean forward. (laughs) Open big. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Smooth. (laughs) I mean, I'm editing this later, and I'm like, wow, Jason's so much softer than the other two. (laughs) You got to harden up, boy. Just move closer. Don't be afraid of it. It won't bite. (laughs) Hard. Is that what Cal- Scoutmaster Kevin used to tell you? Yeah, that's what Scoutmaster Kevin used to tell oh, me. Yes. Um, but yeah, so we do see Lando. Uh, we, 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 there were rumors that Lando would appear in The Last Jedi. Uh, it, I guess, I don't know, Ryan Johnson decided no, or like, I, I, you know, it was, it was I, heard, I heard and read around on the internets and rumors and stuff that like Billy, like a lot of the old actors got into really good shape for their, for their age to be in these movies. You know, like Carrie Fisher was in bad, sh- pretty bad health. You know, like um, Mark Hamill was not in good health. Uh, Harrison was fine. You know, like he there, he he didn't let himself. But didn't Billy D go through some health issues? Yeah, Billy D went. Yeah, they all did. In fact, they even had to get a new Chewie because you know um, he died. Yeah, he, he died, away. and he was pretty much crippled and stuff by the time they were. He he was in one of the newer movies though, wasn't he? Uh, was he was in, he the, in first? the Force Awakens? Was in the Force Awakens. Yeah, yeah. Peter yeah, Mayhew. You know, Peter Mayhew was very sick and you know, not not super healthy. Um, but yeah, so but Billy D was one of the ones that like I don't know if he had necessarily got himself together fast enough for them to, to make that movie, but he looked great in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like he was Billy D. Williams. Like that was a smooth talking, Colt forty five drinking, lady loving. I mean, he was like right away like Where's Princess Leia? <laughs> Give her my love. You know, like I, I'm pretty sure he got that other chick pregnant just by looking at her at the end of the movie when he was like, where are you from? And she was just like, oh, I'm pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> Snap. Damn it. <laughs> That's his force power. Yeah. I love that. Um, but, Jason, uh, how, how did you like – now, there, there's been they've, – they've reintroduced all the characters. How did you like Billy Dee's Lando's reintroduction into the movie, like back back into the new trilogy? It was, it was pretty cool. It kind of put me in mind of uh... – Jedi when he was in Jabba's palace. Absolutely. Because he was he had the helmet on, right? I mean, you could kind of tell by looking at him, you knew who it was before the mask came off. Yeah, you knew. Kind of the same way as in Jedi when he was, you know, had that. Right. They, they didn't try to disguise it all right. that I mean, much. You definitely kind of, his eyes. You knew it was him. He even kind of adjusts his mask a little to like, I'm Billy D. Williams, baby. <laughs> but yeah, it was good. I it was liked good. It. Where's Lobot? That's what I want to know. Where the fuck was Lobot? His bestie. Adam, how did you like uh, Billy D in this? I, I was really happy that uh, Billy D. Williams finally hit double digits worth of screen time. Um, he went from nine minutes on screen to ten minutes on screen. Oh wow! I was just—is that so? I, so he has more I, screen I made, time in this than he did up. Empire. No, I, I just all together because that was the thing when they were like, oh, "Lando's coming back." He's like, "I love Lando," but yeah. like he's—he's he's really not in the movies all that all yeah. that much. Right? Like, he's he, not. not really and even right. in this one, I was like, "Hey, he was in that scene," and then he was. 
they're he gets a lot of time the, in this one though. Yeah, he, he, he pops did, up he, several times. He was he was in a few. I was like, okay, it's Billy D. Williams. Like yeah. we we could use we could use a little bit more Billy D. If you want oh to put him on God. screen, you could just let him be in the movie. And I'm like, hey, Billy D. Williams is going to be in the movie for, for how long? Because usually it's not very long. I was really happy that he was in it, and like I I just I was just thinking about this this morning. Uh, Billy D. probably got the Falcon back right at the end. I mean, he it, it starts with him, and it, it kind of like I mean, because like Han and, and Chewie, oh, Chewie, Chewie's not giving that up. You, you don't think Chewie's going to give that up? Well, yeah, I, I just got the feeling maybe that Lando got his the Falcon back, or I don't know. It's a good question. We could debate that. <laughs> Who has the Millennium Falcon right now? Mm. But but that Millennium Falcon was in that baby. Chewie and Lando were were, were you know partners, fast friends again. I, I really liked seeing Billy D. And I, I thought of a lot of the. Um, you know, I I loved seeing Harrison Ford as uh, Solo, Han Solo in The Force Awakens, but he to me he felt so fragile. Yeah, um, I, it, it didn't it, it you know it, it got me thinking like well, how are they going to manage an Indiana Jones movie with him looking like this old and looking this fragile? I know he had surgery or something; he got hurt. Now, did they do some work like computer work on his face for this? He looked scene? really good in this. Like, yeah, his eyes; he had like. Rankles. Yeah, yeah. Really we talked good. about that. You're, you yeah. and you brought that up because I remember saying like Harrison looked pretty good in this. Yeah, just a moisturizing routine. Yes, very dedicated. All, it's all that weed he smokes. It's very dedicated to skincare. I think it has something to do with the earring too. I think that's probably is that what it is. Oh, he's, he's a pirate. I mean, he's, he's a pirate. Um, but yeah, I, I was. But what I was going to say was like I thought Billy D's uh, reintroduction into the. I, I felt like he fit in better than any of the original cast. Like he just jumped right in. He was part of the adventure. I. It, I, I wouldn't have thought that it would have been as seamless as it was, because sometimes like the cameos felt a little bit forced to me. Yeah. I, don't know, I can't quite put my finger on it, but you know, like the old the old trilogy meets the new trilogy. Like it, it just didn't seem so seamless. But with Billy D, like it felt fine. Yeah, it was very smooth. Just like a Colt forty five. He's a smooth operator. He is. Um, all right, so uh, let's see. I talk other talking points. Uh, oh, I thought this was kind of cool. You you actually get to see Leia train as a Jedi in this one what did you think about seeing uh young luke and young leia trainings i guess right after the re- return of the jedi because it looked like was it indoor they were training on it was like a foresty they type. were outside i think in the forest or whatever yeah um what, what did you think of that jay and i'll, I'll start with you especially because like there was a little bit of cg happening there you got to see a uh, young mark hamill and a young you know carrie fisher mm-hmm. for a second the cg wasn't bad um obviously they had to do this since you know she can actually fly through space and absorb the explosive powers of, you know, the ship getting blown up, and then, you know, she's blown out into space. And she had, she's a very strong woman. Suddenly survives. Yeah. And at that point, you didn't even know if she had any force powers. I mean, yeah. it was never said. No. Other than you knew, they, they always hinted, like, she, there is another Skywalker. Right. Like, but other, how, how, how strong with the force is he, she really? She's doing things strong. Pretty strong, right? I mean, pretty yeah, I mean... So, I mean, they had to do something to kind of say, okay, yeah, she had some force ability. I kind of like that she, you see, she she reveals that she's a little bit more than just a general. You know, yeah. She, she kind of has some of that mystical forceness to her as well. Hey, Adam, what did you think about the whole training montage and like the, you know, like the, she had a lightsaber, it turns out. It was, it was, it was a very cool scene. Um, I think one of the things that, that was unfortunate about it, it was, it was cool the way they de-aged Mark Hamill. That's a lot easier to do when you have Mark Hamill and you just have to de-age him. Yeah. Uh, obviously, it was harder with uh, no Carrie Fisher, so they had to completely CG her. 
Right. And it, I mean, like, she, it was much easier to tell that her character was completely CG. But it well, was, in Rogue One, didn't they just use an actress? To model yes. off of yes, that looked vaguely like a young Carrie Fisher, yeah. and then they de- they put in the CG touches. Yeah, so it was I, I, it was something you could you could definitely tell there was a difference. It was a cool scene, and uh, even to kind of go along with it, one, um, and I don't know if you have any of your talking points or not, um, but the the whole bit with uh, Finn saying when he was like, oh, I I got to tell you something, and like you're the whole time you're like. Oh, this is, is he? Is, is this a relational thing? That's kind of the way it was seemed. Yeah, it, it always seemed. Um, I, I was reading something JJ had said after because people were asking him his um, what what he meant to tell Ray was that he could feel the force too. That's cool that he you, you had to spell that out because he he definitely feels uh, yeah. Leia's death and he feels Ray's wounded. Yeah, more 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 Ray actually. I don't know if he necessarily felt Leia's death, but he definitely felt. You know when Ray was wounded by Palpatine. <clears throat> what, what I liked about that was it, it was it. I it's think it's another continuation of, of Ryan Johnson's. Like yes. anybody could be a Jedi, right? and I think that that's one of those things that I think makes the franchise more accessible, especially because um, so, some of the times, like with with, I mean, I, I've shown my kids the original series. They've seen, I think they've seen all the prequels too, um, and it's one of, like they enjoy them. But it's one of those like I, I think there is a part that for me I have to take a step back sometimes, like. And like with this new trilogy, it's like there's this is a whole new generation. This is their, uh, mm-hmm. this is their trilogy. This is my and, kids' trilogy. And it was, yeah. I think it's kind of cool. Like you know, the that the force in that way is more is a little bit more accessible. You, you making characters, and it, some of those are cool ideas. Like because I know they have an, another trilogy. What twenty twenty two is when they're supposed to be starting. With. I don't know who's doing it, but I, I, yeah, I, yeah, they. <laughs> but they're not going to not make money. I mean. <laughs> I've seen. I've seen. I've read a couple articles that uh, Kathleen Kennedy's uh, not going to have as much. Uh, I, I have some thoughts on Kathleen Kennedy for sure. Yeah, I, I've, we we even had a little quick discussion, like where I kind of likened her to a manager who doesn't know how to manage her bullpen yeah. properly. Yep, just access to all kinds of talent, and she's constantly like making odd choices. That, Sometimes it works out. Early on, it did work out, but I feel like every choice she's made since then has been negative. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> And and that's why you like you know there were all those I don't even know if you could call them rumors is just wishing that you know uh, Paul or Kevin Feige Kev, would, yeah. would maybe take over the reins I he's, don't think that's going to happen he's in the it, it would be even if nothing if nothing else just because I know he's not intimately involved in every detail in the Marvel universe but his managerial style of picking people that know his how his instincts are yeah it's like, good, it's like very good you know Belichick instincts you know if, like he, if the dude knows what he's doing even if he's just consulted on hey we want to set up this whole next generation of right. of Star Wars do you have any thoughts just to get thoughts from Kevin Feige I think would be valuable to anybody on starting a film franchise or expanding a film franchise definitely. and one, one of my talking points was uh, definitely um, with well I'll say that talking point um the last talking point I have, and then we can we can fill in the, a little more of the blanks, I guess, in the middle, was uh, Ray. Ray becomes a Skywalker. That that's the namesake of the movie, uh, the Rise of Skywalker. You don't you didn't really know what that meant. I always took it as like Ray would continue on, like Skywalker would become like the new Jedi Master. It'd be like a a, a, a like a changing of like a like a you know like in religions like there's like off. Sheets yeah. of like Catholicism, like you got different versions of Catholicism. There would be like a new version of you know the Jedi that would be like Skywalker. Yeah, that's kind of the way I thought they were going to take it, but it turns out it was simply she just took the name Skywalker. Yeah. You know, at the end of the movie, she takes the two lightsabers. She takes 
um, Leia's and Luke's buries it. You know, I, I really like the scene. You know, like she kind of buries the lightsabers because like they don't have bodies. Right. She kind of like it, it was very. I like the gesture. Yeah, takes it back to the uh, the old farm that yeah, we 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 meet Luke right on Tatooine. And then the the old lady walks by and she's like, "Who are you?" And she's like, "Ray." And she's like, "Ray who?" And like, and then she looks and sees Luke and Leia. It's Force Ghost. And it's almost kind of like they're like, go ahead. <laughs> you have our blessing. Yes. And she, she just kind of takes the name Skywalker. And then it kind of ends with the two moons or the two suns, I mean. Yeah. Uh, I, I really like that ending. Um, Jason, how, how do you feel about the, like, raise a Skywalker and how she just kind of took the name? And uh, are you, were you happy about that? Does it bother you? Uh, no, it doesn't bother me. I think it works. I think it worked well. I mean, they were more or less her surrogate family. Mm-hmm. I mean, she didn't really have one. I mean, she did, but she didn't. So she didn't know him, right? Exactly. And I and mean, obviously, she, you're not, she defeated Palpatine. So. You're not going to walk around saying, "I'm Ray Palpatine." <gasps> yeah, that's yeah, not like, good. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well said. Well said, uh, Adam. What do you think? Um, I, I, I thought I thought it was a, a a good fitting way to kind of to close everything out to bring it back to that. You know, even though it's not the beginning of the saga, it's the beginning of um, where Star Wars started in Episode Four. You have that that mirrored um, and reflective kind of concept there. Uh, as I was sitting here, it, it did dawn on me. It, it's it's kind of funny, and, and I don't think they intended to do it. But in the same way that the Luke and Leia thing was a little bit weird when they were making out um, early on in the movies. Right? <laughs> they weren't making out. Come on, man. It was like, just like a little kiss. Okay. I don't know what version you saw. But whatever. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I so don't want to see a, it. Um, I don't like incest in my Star Wars. It's 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 kind of funny if you if you stop and think. I was like, okay, if she's a Skywalker, that means she's related to Kylo. Oh, that kind of ruins that. <laughs> that puts, they were yeah, like, they well, were because making, there was the kiss. Yeah, it's like, oh, but they're not really. Solo, should we should we talk about that kiss? What did you think of that? Did you like? I I did not like that. I did not like that they kissed. I, I was hoping there'd be no romance. Like some people were pulling for a romance. I did not like that because they feel very brother sister like, don't they? Yeah, they, I, I I wish they had not done that, but that's just a little gripe from me. I, I was sitting there at one point because they they were teasing that whole Finn thing the whole time. I was like, is he going to tell? Is he like because they've they've kind of played that up from the first time he met her. It's like yeah. he's just kind of like this. He has feelings thing. for Ray. Yeah, he's got there's something there. Um, oh I, yeah, I agree. No, totally. Uh, but uh, I, I it was um, I sat there at one point and I was thinking I was like, okay, so. Is, is Finn going to have like some, like, I've always loved you. And I was like, she's sort of into Kylo, but only if he's Ben and he wants to marry her regardless. Is like, is this space twilight? Is, am I yeah. watching space twilight now? Is that what we're turning this into? I'm glad Damn. that they left it yeah. there for audiences to interpret yeah. and not spelled it out. Cause I don't know if I'd have liked, it. I felt that would feel a little icky to me. Yeah. And it was, I, I thought the way that all of those relationships, um, even though they kind of teased us with certain things or wanted us to think. Because everybody know we, does get somebody. Like, Poe f- hooks up with Carrie Fisher. Carrie Russell. And not Carrie Fisher. That would have been weird. That would be very weird. <laughs> it's like, but, you want to uh, do it in space? Yeah, no, she we, we meet that. that, like, you know, chick who I'm positive is going to have a Disney Plus series in the next five years. Because, like, she seems like a really cool character. Forget her name. But, you know, she had, like, the Mandalorian type helmet or whatever. Uh, so you know I, it, they're kind of together, and then Finn finds the uh, the other the, the other company that laid down their blast. Totally did just Rose. Totally Rose oh, is yeah. not even in this. Rose story. finds no one. Rose gets nothing. She gets nothing. She's getting chewy. Ooh. No, that's 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 <laughs> oh, Maz. Yeah, that's, that's Maz. Yeah. Okay, you get Maz, a point. Maz is gonna mount that Wookie. <laughs> 
Again? And I you mean, can, you can put that on a bumper sticker. <laughs> They're going to come sold to get like together in, in, the, in the toys. There you go. She's just on top of him <laughs> in, the, in the blister package. Just saying. Yikes. Sorry. I'm sorry. so sorry. Sorry. Right. Star Wars fans. I'm sorry to you, George Lucas. I'm sorry to you, no, JJ. Not. No, I'm not, not really. <laughs> um, but, anyways, I'm sorry. I probably interrupted a point you were making about something. Uh,. I don't. I don't think so. Okay. Well, I think that I thought this would be a good time to to bring up Nick's yes. uh, thoughts. Nick, I'm sh- you know like we. I was really looking forward to having Nick on the show because we haven't spoken about the movie at all, and I, I purposefully was avoiding conversation because I just thought we would get, be able to talk it out. I got the feeling just that he was happy with the movie, but I wanted to get Nick's thoughts because Nick's a very he's a very thoughtful guy. He's very uh, you know like the Star Wars movies are very personal. You know, like he 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 takes them. Not seriously, but I know that he pays attention to the details. The details matter to him. And he did. He had some thoughts. Like, he sent me his email. Reads, um, I'm sorry I couldn't be there with you today, but wanted to share a few of my thoughts regarding The Rise of Skywalker. Um, Overall, I very much enjoyed the film, but as always, there are little details I wondered about. Uh, While watching the movie, I kept trying to get a good, clear look at Rey's lightsaber because it was ripped apart in The Last Jedi. I kept thinking it looked like maybe there was some sort of band around the middle like it was patched together, but they never really addressed it, and usually Ray was holding it so you couldn't really get a good look. I feel like since they had those pre- uh, previously unused scenes with Leia involving the lightsaber, they unceremoniously brought it back in order to write in those scenes with Leia, uh, which I get, and I can totally understand the need to do so. But one just has to wonder, did she really take the time to pick up the pieces before the escaped Snoke's ship in The Last Jedi? Oh well. I was at Target the other day and was looking at one of the displays in the toy aisle that held, that had Rey and was noticing you could see a leather band around the middle of the lightsaber. So I guess that all that explanation that's all the explanation we'll get until a comic or novel explains more. So what is he talking about, guys? Jason, you... Is he? He's talking about the lightsaber. Being yeah, it got blown apart in that uh, battle with uh, when it, her and uh, Kala were fighting uh, Snoke or Snoke's red guards in the Last Jedi. Yeah, and that, yeah. that whole scene, the lightsaber got broken. Remember? It, okay, so he's saying like it's it, like they're they're explaining because that that lightsaber was important in the story. They had to like people are going to be like, well, how did that happen? Because it got broken and then blown up so okay i see what he's saying um i don't know uh that's that's a good point that's a, you know leave it to nick to notice something like I mean, that it's definitely very detailed there i mean yeah and and they, they thought of that which a lot of times they don't necessarily think of these things you know like little details like people are gonna go like nobody nitpicks and bitches like a star wars fan so they 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 did that probably maybe just to to explain that okay adam any thoughts on what nick said there i concur okay <laughs> uh, second thing he put is I wasn't expecting to really care much for the new droid Dio I felt like we just got a new droid in the form of BB-8 and replaced R2 so why do we have yet another cute droid I get what he's saying it's like well we got a new movie we gotta have a new cute droid but I found Dio to be quite charming with his hello and no thank you lines so we didn't talk about uh, Dio he was like left behind he, he I don't, we don't really know who he belonged to, do we? He, but he was clearly abused. <laughs> Wasn't he the uh, was he the, the ship of the 
Yeah, the bounty hunter, whatever yeah. it was. Oh, that's right. They were searching ship. for the dagger. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I forgot even about the whole dagger quest. It's another MacGuffin they go looking for. They need because they're they're trying to find a second, I guess, a second waypoint. Yeah, or another way to find the wayfinder. Yeah, they're yeah. looking for the wayfinder, and the dagger was to the help. directions were on the dagger. Correct? Right, 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 right. And there was the whole scene with because like C three PO, like they had, they had to take him to head of his memory wiped because they lose, they they they, uh, they lose. They thought they lose the dagger because of the whole like scene with Chewie exploding in the thing or whatever. But he didn't really. Chewie's alive because I, I got up and went to the bathroom. Like Logan had to go to the bathroom. And uh, when we come back, like right when I come back, is that scene where like Ray is force grabbing that chip and and kylo's kind of like pulling it from the other side and they're kind of equal in power they always show that you know they're very equal and like suddenly like lightning comes out of ray's hands and and blows up the ship and one of them yells chewy and i was like chewy was in that (laughs) that's how i learned that chewbacca dies well so you thought so i thought but 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 a sleight of hand there there was a second ship no one ever saw okay but that was our first big clue as to who Ray was. The Palpatine lightning. How do you jerk off with that kind of power? <laughs> like when you, I'm just saying, I gotta ask. <laughs> if you're gonna like blow up your penis, like with like, I don't know. These you are could. these are real thoughts with these Ron are. Avis. That's what I'm talking about. Real real problems. I want to I want to discuss these things. Like this seems, feels like a very Kevin Smith thing to say. I want to have a new segment. That's real thoughts with Ron. <laughs> I would just let you go. How for like in the world do you minutes. jerk off if you're a Palpatine? Because you can blow your dick up with <laughs> it's like deep thoughts with Jack Handy. <laughs> I mean, seriously, exactly. right, guys? Exactly. I mean, you know, but I mean, like, Ray's a woman, so like, she's got a diddle flip. She's like flipping her bean, and then like that shit goes down. Maybe it really intensifies the feeling. I don't know. That's right. I said Ray was flipping her bean. You should. You should. Uh... You should email someone. No thanks. I don't need a vibrator. I got force powers in these fingers. General questions at starwars.com. Can you? I got a couple of things I'd like to thumb through here. I'm so sorry, Nick. If you were here, your presence alone would have prevented me from probably saying that. But that's why I need you, man. I, you, you're not here. I don't have that guardian angel to my left. Like Jay's got the devil and the angel. I don't have you, so I gotta. I gotta say these things. They're on the mind. Uh, this is not for kids. This is no. not a program for children. This is at least PG-13. Dio, how did you like Dio? Nick Nick found him pretty charming. I, I thought he was pretty pretty cute too. Um, I I, I, thought, I thought he was fine. There there was there was one moment, um, and this uh, especially as I was waiting to see if you had it as a talking point um, with Dio. The um, there I think I think it was the scene when um, when three PO was getting his memory erased. It was it was one scene at least. I thought it was that. I can't rem- I can't remember. I probably should go see it again. But there was one scene I was hoping to see it again before this, but I never got a chance to. There there was one scene, it was a really kind of um, I, I, that's why I think it's a 3PO scene. It was really an emotional kind of scene and he made, Dio made some kind of noise or something and I, it, it was it, it it was it got a laugh. It was fine. It wasn't any big detractor from the film. But it kind of bummed me out. I love it. No, thank you. <laughs> like anytime they would go to like pet him or touch like, him. No, it was like, but I, it <laughs> it, bu- it bugged me just a little bit because it's like this was a really emotional. Like it, if you're if you get outside of the Star Wars thing for a minute and look and evaluate, this is a, like a, a film. Mm. You know, if you want to be Martin Scorsese and say this is cinema. Oh Jesus Christ! Just but shut it, up and make cool gangster movies. If if you're evaluating this movie kind of on the merits of what makes a good movie, it's like this is a, a really emotionally charged moment. And I felt like they kind of short shortchanged it by this little Dio comment. Everybody, ah, oh, I was like, hmm. oh, we were kind of having a, 
this is a really meaningful thing. And I, was, I felt like it was kind of, I was a little Can bit. Can we just have a moment without you like, having a laugh? Yeah, I was like, we don't have to laugh here. Like, this could just yeah. be a really heartfelt moment. And yeah. uh, the the talking point, just since we are talking about it, uh, I, 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 one of the reasons that I did really enjoy this movie was for 3PO. I thought <sighs> this is probably the most. This was 3PO's best. This, yeah, this is yeah. he shone brightly in this film. It was he had great lines. He was. I'm okay, guys. I'm still like yeah. not that you give a shit, but I'm here. You know, That's, he might as well have said that. He's always had some of those like, hey, let's cut to 3PO real quick for you know for this or that. Just yeah. a little. Let's have a laugh at 3PO's expense. But he was. I mean, he was nailing stuff. He was. Mm-hmm. He was a part of the dialogue. He was. Anthony know, in, Daniels, man. He was instrumental in scenes. Uh, he because yeah. uh, Anthony Daniels was. Didn't they also feature him in? I think he was in one of the ships or something like that in the final battle. I think they actually had Anthony Daniels. I feel like I read that or somebody told me really? that somewhere. No, I didn't Anthony know that. Daniels, the actor, actually got to be outside of three PO cool. and was like in the involved in the film. I was like, oh, I like that. It was a good nod to him because we don't know what he looks like. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, three PO. I mean, I, I I loved this movie for him because he really was a big part of it. That's such a good point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jason Dio, any any thoughts on Dio? Mm. Ronnie James. Not, not <laughs> Ronnie James Dio. <laughs> the legend. You can't <laughs> kill the metal. Oh, my God. Was Dio not amazing in Pick of Destiny? Oh, he was. He's, like, sitting on his, like, little throne oh, in the poster. <laughs> Kid from Kickapoo. Here, you brave young jables, you are hungry for the rock. But to learn the ancient methods, secret doors you must unlock. Escape your father's clutches in this oppressive neighborhood. On a journey you must go to find the land of Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, the droid was fat. I mean, a strong alliance with the world's most awesome band. <laughs> I loved it. What have I done? This is the twist here. This is where welcome this whole to Ronnie James Dio podcast is a Dio podcast. <laughs> we did it again, Adam. Yes. What are we? We're probably an hour in, and we we've already oh, yes. we've we've revealed what this is actually about. This is all yes. Ronnie James Dio and the pick of destiny. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> let's 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 pivot and talk about that. Uh, but no, it, but just Dio is a droid. I mean, how does he rank in your droid love? Your love for droids? <laughs> oh, he'd be at the bottom of the list. Be at the bottom. Okay. Yeah. He's just there. He's a very simple design. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, I like Babu Fick better than I did the droid. Fair enough. Okay, the final thing that Nick has said here is uh, an interesting detail I just read about this morning. So Nick was doing a little research, apparently. Uh, which we all do. Uh, was that opening scene when where Kylo Ren was hunting for the Sith Wayfinder. Yeah. There was apparently on... They were apparently on Mustafar. Uh, I guess. But there were forests, vegetation in that scene. This is not the Mustafar we've come to know. And he ex- he's got an exclamation point there. He's making that point emphatically. Uh, but if you, were, if you played through the Oculus VR series Vader Immortal, it reveals that Mustafar was once a flourishing garden world ruled by Force-sensitive Lady Corvax. Uh, when Corvax's husband was killed in battle, she became obsessed with discovering the powers of immortality and resurrection. That's familiar. She stole a relic known as the Bright Star and installed it into a device she believed would bring her husband back to life. However, the misuse of this relic converted Mustafar into a volcanic planet we've come to know. Hmm. Due to the events from the third chapter of Vader Immortal, the Bright Star ends up being destroyed, sending a burst of energy throughout the planet that helps begin to restore Mustafar back to its original state. Uh, By the time Rise of Skywalker takes place, this healing process appears to be well underway. I found this to be very interesting. That is an interesting 
point that Nick found out. Yeah, because we see that scene briefly when he's looking. Like there are, you know, to in my mind, I remember like a snowy kind of, you know, planet. But there were definitely trees and shit. Like you know, he's like busting up people, and you know, that was a really cool scene. But yeah, it was a cool scene, but it was not volcanic like he stated. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, we we've the last time we saw. Um, Mustafar in the in the timeline of this trilogy was uh, when guys Rogue One, Rogue One, which takes place between uh, uh, Revenge of the Sith and and A New Hope. Correct. So what forty fifty years maybe I don't know give or take or, or longer I guess actually cool. oh a good little while a good little bit cool well thanks Nick uh, those are all really interesting points I would I would, you know that's that's what Nick does. He just he brings like little this little talking points there. Um, I'll open it up to you guys. Any anything that you would like to talk about that I didn't bring up? I thought I had one, but I I've lost it now. Did you? I thought it was really cool how they had Palpatine kind of on that big metal arm. Oh that, yeah, like mechanical arm. That was kind of a cool looking effect. He's so old and decrepit. His fingers are wasting away. And, and shit. I loved like, the, the style of the throne. And that apparently I oh, saw. Oh yeah, it I looked like something was, out of Game of Thrones. Well, I actually saw where that was the actual original throne that they wanted to use in Jedi, but they changed it. So you saw that, it in like some concept. That art was or the something? original design, and they didn't use it in Jedi. I like so. that. JJ does a really good job of taking uh, lore, like lore laying around, and, and then incorporating it into the movie. Like I, you know, like JJ had like a really bad. He he had like a no win task at hand here, and he didn't even want to make any more Star Wars movies, but he did it. And uh, I thought he did a really good job. And for little touches like that, I love that Leia, when she was lying on her bed and she's like dying, and I didn't notice this, but like Kevin Smith had pointed it out. As she was laying there and she's preparing to speak to uh, Ben in a last ditch effort to try and bring him back, which, I mean, we got to talk about that scene. It's, it's, it's the, it's, I think it's like probably the finest scene in the movie. She's holding uh, Han's medal up to her chest. Like that that was a really important relic to her. Like she she was she was dying holding Han's medal. Well, I mean, it basically was at that point is when he saw his father. So Yeah, and and you know, like it, I think there's a little bit of a room left open to interpret. It's like how 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 did this happen? This is like he you know, Kylo, he sees Han, you know, like they he and Ray fight and you know, like like Leia says something gets you know Kylo's attention long enough for like Ray to fucking fatally stab him with her lightsaber and kills him, and then but like I think she kind of realizes like she has a moment she she heals like I guess she saw an opportunity like she saw Ben in his eye for the first time yep. ever and 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 revived him and then she jumps in his um like you know Tie Fighter or whatever and flies off the planet and Ben's just kind of there and that's when you get that like hey kid. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I had a tear in my eye, man. Like that—that was—that was one of the moments that I was waiting for. You know, like I, I thought for all of the Last Jedi's faults, I felt more emotional in that movie than I have in any of the Star Wars movies personally. Like it really—it really was emotional for me. A lot of the scenes, and this was a really good one too. And you—you you, there is Han, and he says you're just a memory. But do you think that Leia projected that memory somehow? How how do you how do you guys interpret that whole that scene? That was my interpretation. She kind of projected that was that part in. of what it okay. kind of projected that in his mind. Okay, Adam, is that the way you saw it too? <clears throat> yeah, because I, I almost thought like, is it his conscience, and he's having this really visceral moment where he can actually? Because sometimes people have. Like, I remember when my mom's dad died unexpectedly. She she would 
you know, as part of her coping and mourning and grieving process, she would kind of like have conversations with him. Like she never know that I saw that, but like it was just like she's talking to him. But it's it was it was it felt very realistic, you know, like uh, like not like they were like talking back and forth, but she was definitely talking out to him, like you know, like whatever whatever the conversation was. It was too little really to remember. But it kind of reminded me, it's like, was he just having this really strong moment where, like, he's so emotional and he sees his dad? Or did Leia project that out to him? Well, I, I think, uh, you know, uh, kind of what, like what I was talking about. When you go back to The Force Awakens, when he has that exchange with with Han at the end, right before he kills Han, um, it, the, it, it was it was ambiguous enough that you could really play it one way or the other. It's like, okay, is, he's, he's fighting this desire to be go to the dark side or is he fighting the desire to come back to the, the Jedi? So they, they left it really open-ended, but I, I think I, I liked that they did end up bookending it with, with that conversation with Han, just because I feel like um, it was, it was that, that connection to his parents that never faltered for him. That was his redemption. He was very close to his mother. Remember in the last Jedi, when he had a chance to blow yep. up princess Leia, he, he didn't do it. it. Yep. He didn't do it. It was another, another fighter that took the shot. So, you know, he, whatever little bit of a string that was still holding him there, it was, it was his mom. It was, it was, it was Leia. But I, I, I do like that they had that final conversation. And when he said like, you know, like he, he kind of goes like dad, and he goes, I know. And, like, and shit, man, that was awesome. I, I think be, I think because of the context of the way that they established the character and the way that they carried him through, um, like when you look at you look at Palpatine in the prequels, and one of the things that always bothered me, but uh, you know, it's it's kind of a moot point because it was necessary for it was Palpatine was so strong that the entire Jedi Council had no idea he was. I mean, they were kind of wary of him, but like he's uh, he's playing chess with himself right in front of them. They're like, nobody has any idea that he's this, you know uber powerful yeah, Sith Lord. Yeah, yeah, totally. So in, in a similar kind of capacity, this, because he's dealing, you know, you have um, Kylo dealing with uh, Palpatine, and of all the strength that Palpatine had from the beginning in Phantom Menace all the way up till now that he's managed to keep himself alive, you know, and he's functioning in whatever capacity is, Kylo Ren is still able to hide from him his intentions of what he's going to do with Rey, mm-hmm. um, and that he mm. has this love and connection with his parents. He really does, yeah. So He's, like because Kylo's very powerful. If, if those things if those things were visible for Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> if those things if they were visible to Palpatine, presumably he either wouldn't want him as some kind of advocate or would be working harder to erase that. Yeah. And I think noting that those were that powerful to Kylo, I think it's how he was never really that as gone as they wanted us to think he was, and as gone as he thought he was. Yeah, he won. He wanted. Yeah, uh, he he really was fighting hard to yeah. not to 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 say goodbye. And he, I guess, he thought in his mind by killing his dad that would be all he needed. Yeah, but it wasn't. No, right. exactly. Okay, uh, but I, I really enjoyed that whole scene where like they were like fighting, you know, on like and the waves are crashing on the on the you know on the moon or whatever where the Death Star, the second Death Star, crashed. It's on Endor. Well, it's like one of the moons, right? Wasn't it indoor? Wasn't that actually indoor? Was that indoor, or was it one of the moons? Might have been one of the moons. I don't remember. Because there's like I was reading, there's like seven or eight moons on indoor, like, mm-hmm. and and then we saw that it was the the forest planet, I guess, on Jet Return of the Jedi. That was one of the moons. Maybe, maybe it was indoor. Uh, indoor, I don't know. 
We could just say that it was. We could just say that it was. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry to cut it you wasn't. off. It wasn't. I like a dick. Like was just like no, no it's not. It's not. <laughs> True Star Wars fan. And I fashion. didn't even know. I was just like I. I was just confident no, that not. he didn't know. <laughs> Okay, that was indoor, but yeah, that was really cool. That it's like they're you know like such a violent you know water planet, I guess. And you know there was a whole scene where they were like, "You can't go out there now; it's way too dangerous." And she just goes out there anyway. It's like, I'm taking your right. boat anyways. Yeah, he took she took a boat and went out there, and I, I love that. I love like seeing all those scenes where she's, you know, there's there's like helmets of stormtroopers laying on the ground, and you know she's like doing her scavenging thing, like you'd seen previously in other in, in like Force Awakens when she's like scavenging on fallen. Uh, Star Destroyers and stuff. Right. It was so cool. Like, J.J. has a real eye and mind for that kind of thing. Like, he really knows how to take our nostalgia and and work it in in a very believable way. I think he deserves a lot of credit for that. Um, any, will, other, any other thoughts? Because the, 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 you kind of uh, dance around one of the things for me. And I, I, it's, I think two, two of my uh, – the one point in the movie where I did get emotional – and then my, my other just kind of side note favorite, they were both chewy points when Leia does, uh, when she passes away or whatever it happens there, Chewie's response to it was just particularly meaningful to me just because like in that moment, as I'm watching Chewie, I'm like, he's been around for all that. Like he's watched all of these people die. die. Yeah, he was with Han the longest, but yeah. he's been with the resistance. These people time, were his yeah. family. It's like he has this next generation of family that he's found. Right. It was like all these people have just I mean like and it was just the way that they played that and the way they shot that was like I thought it was really great. Just his 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 reaction out, was out, heartbreaking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was he was just like get away from me, you know, cuz like I think like Poe or somebody tries to like help yeah. him up and he's just like no, no let me like, let me grieve. He didn't even seem to react that way when Han died. Yeah. It was very more reactive like he's just going to shoot the son of a bitch, yeah. you know, it's like, like right. he's shooting. He didn't have time to yeah, grieve. He, he's like this it hit and it was It was very sweet that Leia meant so that, you know, I would not have guessed it, he would have reacted that strongly to yeah. the news of Leia dying versus, you know, like we, you never get to see him grieve over Han. No, no. So anyway, that, that's, that's, a, that's a good point. And I'm glad you were going to bring it. Cause I didn't have that as a talking point. And what, what was the other one? When he gets his medal. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that was medal. really cool. Yeah. That was awesome. And was it Han's medal? Was yes, that? They, yeah. yeah. It had to have been Han's right. Medal, Cause yes. Maz is like, you know, like you would, he would have wanted you to have this or yep. she would have wanted you to have this. So like, yeah, Chewie finally got his medals. He yes. got, he got shafted in the first movie. Yeah, like, <laughs> hey, these two guys get medal, And Chewie was there. <laughs> very cool. Very, I get a very good JJ thing. Yeah. To do. Uh, Jay, any, any, what, what was like your favorite moment in, in the movie? Since Adam talked about a couple scenes for him that were, you know, stood out the most. That we haven't already talked about. Is there anything you can think of that you're just like, shit, man, this this feels very Star Wars. I kind of like the beginning of it when the, the uh, you actually get to see all of the uh, Star Destroyers. And he calls it the Final Order. Oh, you like the name, yeah. the Final Order. I thought that was kind of cool. It's a nice closing chapter. Yeah, of, yeah that was cool. Did, did you? What did you guys think of the whole scene where, because, uh, I mean, just like in Return of the Jedi, like his whole plan is to turn Rey by watching her friends die in battle because like all the everybody shows up in their ships and they're like I thought that was a really interesting choice that one of the captains I guess of the Star Destroyers was like they're not that's not Navy they're just people I was like that seems like a weird thing for him to say but I like I like that thought you know that's what we're supposed to be thinking I guess because you know like again in The Last Jedi nobody showed up in this one you know uh, Chewie and Lando were very successful to you know they had their like 
you know, you know, Avengers Endgame yep. moment or whatever, where the whole fleet shows up. Everybody's here. But uh, did you like the whole like scene where like you know Ray's lying on her back and and what did you guys? I mean, there's that scene, but I guess it all the biggest and most important part of that scene is Ray actually finally connects with Jedi's of the old. Yeah, she finally that is was able cool. to communicate. Like, and I didn't, I didn't, rec- I, I recognized Sam Jackson's voice obviously, and you know, like. Anakin was there too. Anakin was one, uh, and Chewie was there. <laughs> Chewie didn't get a medal, no, but he was he there. But you had Qui Gon was yep. one that spoke. You had Anakin, Obi Wan. Yeah, Obi Wan. You had, uh, and then uh, what, what was the Yoda. the girl the, uh, from the Ahsoka Tano? She was one apparently. There were a, yeah. I found a list online, and there's like fifteen. Mm. I mean, ones that you know you weren't you wouldn't just be oh that's that guy. It's yeah, like, yeah. Like they got a lot. He was of the force, motherfucker. I'm with yeah, you. Exactly. <laughs> um, did did you like that final scene? Was it satisfying? When, like you know, she pulled out like she got both lightsabers and did the cross thing or whatever. It was like very wonderful. That was that was but, cool. Uh, but did, how did you like that final fight? I mean, it, it worked. Uh, Difficult to anything to, to to culminate nine movies or eight movies. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> Very hard, but I I thought it was good. I like, you know, the, I I dug the scene where uh, Palpatine was like, "And this is the end of the Skywalkers," and he like pushed Ben off a cliff or whatever. I thought that was kind of neat. Uh, Adam, how did you feel about it? It was scene? the the uh, I was we were talking about this was a little it bit epic before. enough. The I think I think the pro the problem they had uh, oh, okay. on, on two fronts because I, right. I I came into the theater and said uh, the first thing I, I I liked the movie it was fun I enjoyed yeah. it everything about it was good I said and so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna shit on this movie because okay. it was a good movie yeah but I said if I said if there's anything that stood out to me that was kind of like eh, um, was the in, when uh, Lando shows up and they're like ah there's all the ships yeah it was. It was really. We kinda, got your back, baby, and he just impregnated every single yes. female in the <laughs> within like a two mile radius. It's like, hey, we haven't had Lando in a while. I was like, how about seven more seconds of Lando? Would you like? He's like, okay, we'll give him seven more seconds on right. the plane. It's like, could you not just let him be fly around? We got these other guys. We got we got uh, who's the guy that was in the vest the whole time? He's like, hey, how about how about just not bad? Well, yeah, because wasn't Poe going to try Grunberg. and rescue? Was it uh, who was it? Finn and like Lando's like, I got this, baby. You know, like, he get, shows up. <laughs> we get seven seconds of Lando Calrissian, but Greg Grunberg, bam, is, you're in pregnant, his, baby. In his his uh, <laughs> his negative vest, he's like the whole time. He's like, we got like fifteen minutes of this guy just standing around in a vest. I'm like, give me some more Lando. Yeah, but like that moment, I felt like it was really shortcut. I mean, I felt like it was. Because in my mind, what I equated it to was when I hear Sam go mm-hmm. on your left. As a lot of people have made the, have made the same. Connection. And you have this huge unveiling of this. I mean, like dynamic, eleven years. That was like yeah. this dynamic moment in the entire thing. And just, I mean, you. This one doesn't feel as earned, does yeah, it? It's just like, no. hey, look, there's a bunch of ships. Back to the action. It's like, oh, oh, I thought there was going to be a thing. I thought we were okay, right. And then you have that final battle, and you have yeah. you have Palpatine, you have Ray, and she got the two lightsabers. Like, I am a Jedi, or whatever it was. I am said. all the Sith. Yeah. I am all and, the Jedi. And yeah. it was like, I was sitting there. I was like, I liked it a lot better when it was I am Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, I was like, so you're calling it out for well, what it was, if they, what it was trying to copy. If they didn't have that as a backdrop, if that yeah. wasn't, the, if Endgame was coming out next year. Yeah. It wouldn't. It definitely wouldn't take away from Endgame at all. Because but they wouldn't have it. had the idea to do it either. But <laughs> I, I think. I think the thing is, it's. It's like I know they didn't steal it, but at the same time, it's like it definitely doesn't have the same impact that I yeah. think they wanted it to have. Like, ah, oh, the cavalry's here. Oh, cut away from that. Yeah. I was like, 
That was like a that's like a, a that's a very scene. fair. I think that's a really fair critique of the movie. Yeah. Jay, how did you feel about the everything? Well, you already said you were pretty happy with it. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I remember when Jason and I were walking out, and you know, I, I know your expectations were very low, and oh. of course, we were getting a lot of information. Like we were trying to avoid, we all try to avoid the spoilers, but we already knew going in that it had a very low Rotten Tomato score, and I, a crap. lot of people were already shitting on it, and so like your expectations lower even more, and you know, we both walk out, and we're like, that was. Good, and you were just like I was very refreshed that you seemed to be relieved that it was good. You know, like you were like that was way better than I expected. Well, yeah, I mean, I walked in expecting a bag of turds, and it definitely. <laughs> but what you got so. was just a turd, not a whole sack of turds. <laughs> no, it was fun. I, 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 that that was my whole just like people were like, what do you think? I was like, it was fun. Yeah, I don't think that these Star Wars movies are supposed to be Shakespearean in story. You know, well, I think the action packedness. Just constantly going, going, going is what helped make it fun. Yeah, it really did. Because you didn't have a lot of time to sit and analyze every scene. It, it kind of reminded me a little bit like Aquaman. Like there was a lot of mo- hopping around from one destination to the next, and I, th- I liked that. I liked that feeling of adventure. It was a very adventurous movie. So you know, and the whole video game comparisons, I think, very, very good because you, you really do. You got like, you know, search for thing. A, obtain thing, move on to the next thing, you know, and then the you know, next thing you know, you're at the end of the movie. Right. So thoughts on the the trilogy as a whole, guys? What do you think about the the, the final trilogy here? I I, th- I think it I think it works. I think I I, I like um you know each each film has uh has some high points, has some low points. But I, I think, and I know we kind of talked about it a little bit offline. It's it's one of like I think they closed. I think there were some very um, good ways that they closed out the film artistically. I thought that there were, I mean, visually and and emotionally, that they did a lot of good to to finish not only this story but also marry it into the larger. I was like, because that's I think that's one of the things that you know um, that they don't get credit for is the, is like okay, well, yes, they're they're finishing off this trilogy, but at the same time, they're also closing out the entire series. Yeah. So. You know, there there's not a lot of you know direct connection that they had to make with um, the original trilogy and then the prequel trilogy, but they are still like this is this is the final story in this whole nine story arc, and being responsible for that is a big, I think it's a big deal, and I think in that it's like even if even if the the simple one line critique was it was fun, mm-hmm. and then, that what's supposed to be yeah, yeah. it's like. For me, it's like this whole trilogy feels like I stumbled upon a $20 bill I never expected to find. I never thought we'd get a six, uh, a 7, 8, and 9 in my life. And no. I never thought we would get the any of the original cast to be a part of 7, no. 8, and 9. And the fact that they managed that and got those actors, I mean, they just they barely missed the cutoff with, with Carrie Fisher dying. I mean, you think about it. Like yeah. Peter Mayhew, they barely they got him in at least one of them. So this, I'm so thankful as a Star Wars fan and as a movie fan that we got these three movies. I know people are going to bitch and gripe and complain, but shut the hell up. You got three new good Star Wars movies. And And if if, you don't like them, here's the thing. You don't have to watch them. You don't have to. You can continue watching the first three movies and loving them. Go watch Mother. Watch Star Trek. (laughs) Yeah, you nerds. (laughs) Jason, how do do you feel about the new trilogy, the the finishing of... Mm. Don't think about it in terms of the all nine, but this is just this, you know, these three new movies. The Disney trilogy, what do you think? It was good. Um, 
I think it could have been better, possibly, if you could have just had J.J. do all three movies. I think in hindsight because it would have been best. Yeah. Then you yeah. would not have had that detour of The Last Jedi that happened. You would have had a kind of a more of a flow, because it was kind of like he started smooth, got wavy, finished off smooth and strong, to where, you know, it could have just been that way the whole way through. You know, and I think it would have made a better trilogy. But, you know, hey, we'll take what we got. We'll take what we get. That's right. I agree. Uh, I, 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 and, and with me, I feel, I feel like, and I, I guess the one thing I would have liked to have seen, what I would have liked to have seen, at least in Last Jedi, or maybe not Last Jedi, but at least Force Awakens, why did Han and Luke not get some on oh, screen yeah. time together? And they could have tried to make it happen. And Mark somehow, Hamill maybe? was very, very pissed about that. Yeah, that's that what was you one said of the before. things he was very sore about that he wanted screen time with Han, which to me would have made sense. Well, yeah. Mark Hamill was operating under the assumption that he wasn't going to be in the first movie, but they really just used him to the end, like as a and cliffhanger. That, for that was kind of a sore thing for me too with the first yeah. one because the whole movie you're waiting to see him, you know he's there, you're waiting to see him, you're waiting to see him, yeah. and you get him in the last scene. All we got was that scene where Chewie was in the Falcon and he was like, "Where's Han?" And but you don't even get to see the emotion of that scene play out. Yeah, no, not that really. was a mistake. Right. Um, for me, like I'm a little, uh, it, it, to me, it's a lot like the whole, you know, to not to make it about DC, but the whole Jack Snyder cut. Yeah. I would have liked to have seen what he could have done with you that. Zach. That's a Jack. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Zach Snyder. I know what you meant. Zach's you know, like, uh, cousin, Jack. Uh. Adam, Adam is, Adam's so familiar with my screw ups that he just rolls with it, which I appreciate. <laughs> don't, don't make me aware of my miscomings. <laughs> Shortcomings. Shortcomings. <laughs> can't even get that right <laughs> son of a see jay jay and i've been friends for so long he doesn't give a fuck about any of that so he's just gonna call me out it's fine it's like newish friend been around for a whole long time um and one day adam would be like you fucking stupid asshole <laughs> you always gotta get everything wrong <laughs> scruffy looking nerf herder sorry uh but no but for me like it's like the whole Zack snyder thing where it's like i'm what we got was okay, but I, I, I wish they would have just had the balls to let Zach finish it out. They let him start. I mean, he did like 85% of the way there. Like, why not just let him finish the whole thing and accept the final product, good or bad? You know, like at least if you liked this, if you liked what Zack Snyder was doing, you could get it the whole way through. Don't pussy out and like, well, oh, we got to make everybody happy at the end. So that's kind of what this feels like you know like they had they had an interesting idea of three separate filmmakers making their own star wars movies with a general through line that i'm sure they probably like kathleen kennedy that's her job is to say you know I, george lucas was very adamant that these points be hit when he sold us the movies you know we had like there's certain things we had to be able to agree to do one of which was never ever release the original editions other thing, like he and he, we know he consulted on this final movie with with JJ, and apparently, like some things were taken, some things were not. I don't know what. We probably never will, unless he goes on like twenty twenty and bitches about it. Which well, I don't know why he would. He's a very rich man. Well, I did see something that alluded to about sixty percent of what he contributed got cut from the film. So he got forty in. That's not bad, considering you got a, all the money in the world. Plus, you still get to say forty percent. And I actually got that from a source who actually said Ray was a Palpatine while the movie was being filmed. Where this guy got his info, I don't know. Yeah, and and that's another thing too is like the whole like because they, they were using scenes from Force Awakens with Leia. Yeah. So there had to be some sort of thought to it, you know. Like that to me proves they had a general idea that the three filmmakers had to agree. Like you know, take it your way, make it yeah. your movie, but don't stray so far away from these points. Like we got to be able to get back to this point, and you know, like 
they should have let that other guy make his movie. And they, but they got JJ in, and I was very thrilled when I heard the news personally because I knew I would have liked to have seen his movie. But once I knew he was out because of the Book of Henry or whatever, you you yeah. you, you you for sure say like that's what caused yeah, him that, to get that cut. That to me is why they okay. they took all they they listened to all the whiny babies about Ryan Johnson, and then they panicked and they brought in JJ. Well, because uh, like it. The choice of J.J. for Force Awakens makes a lot of sense. You know, we had the prequels and people, you know, don't uh, – generally, uh, I think they get uh, – some of it is probably – even uh, I've, I've admitted my, some of my own critiques are unfair. But I, I think, you know, you have the original trilogy, which people generally love, and you have the prequels, which people generally dismiss because they're like, oh, these ended up sucking. We wanted more Star Wars, but we feel people like – People are just disappointed. And yeah. when people are disappointed, they act out the way yeah. they do. And so I was like, okay, we're, it's kind of like, we're going to try this again. And they were like, well, if we're going to do this, we better make sure we do it right. I don't hate time. the prequels. I just hate Attack of the Clones. Attack of the like, Clones yeah, is really just a piece of crap. Um, but I, I, it's J.J. makes sense for the pick for the first movie because J.J., you know, he had already done it with Star Trek. He's done Let's it reignite everyone's excitement. Yeah. It's like, this is the guy that's going to come on big with a new Star Wars. People are going to love it. People are going to come see it. They're going to talk about it. It's going to make a ton of money. It made all the money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was like, this is great. Yeah. And so it's when I was like, I like that Ryan Johnson was involved because I love Ryan Johnson. Yeah. I mean, Brick is one of my favorite movies. And it's. Knives Out looks cool. Jumper. Oh, I mean, not Jumper, but. Uh, Looper. Uh, Looper is awesome. Uh, the Brothers Bloom. All of his movies, to me, are really good movies. Yeah. But it's one of those. Knives like, Out looks cool. Oh, it's fantastic. Oh, you've seen uh, it? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. It's it's excellent. Um, but Ryan, that's that's Ryan Johnson as an indie director. He made his movie. And that's and so it's like okay, he's he's a very invested storyteller, and he because even like the whole in the Last Jedi, the whole side thing with Finn and Rose, is like part of me. Like even though I don't like it, it's like I understand it from Ryan's perspective because that's he he establishes complex plot lines sometimes that don't necessarily pan out mm-hmm. or don't it, it could just be there just because like okay, this is kind of like the red herring like. You know, there's things here that might mean something. There's things that might not. He's a very invested director as far as characters and storylines. But that's and then Colin Trevorrow, he was an indie director that made it from indie films to Jurassic World. That's where his like, name is. Where his so yeah. that's where I mean he had been making movies before that, but right. Jurassic World is where he really got put on the scene. And yeah. it's I think it was an unfair critique. It's my conjecture. There's because the book of Henry tanked. Yeah. But it was when I was like, he did Jurassic World. He did Jurassic World 2. Which is stupid because what did they expect? I mean, did they think the book of Henry was going to make $200 million? It, it's uh, was it really harshly criticized, like it was, critically as well? Or there's there's some of the criticism that's warranted. I still I still like it because I like the view. I mean, I own it and I've watched it a number of times. I enjoy right. it. I enjoy the actors. Um, <laughs> The kid that played Bill Dendro, he changed his last name. Um, I don't know what it is anymore. Uh, yeah. But um, uh, he he plays Henry in this movie, and it was it was a really compelling movie, and I enjoyed it. But it was he had done these two big studio movies, he and changed I think, it to Skywalker. Yes, he did. Actually, oh, nice. Uh, he was kind of go with Palpatine, but it's like having the Good last call, name. Kid. Good luck. Good um, but <laughs> yeah. um, but I, I think I think the thing is. They brought him in, I think, for the same kind of reason as as Ryan Johnson, and then. But the thing was, for Colin Trevorrow, he had done these two big studio movies, and to go from being an indie director to handling all of the demands of a major studio production like Jurassic World, I was like, and he did that well in yeah. both instances. I was like, and then he did Book of Henry, like, oh well, his indie film didn't. Uh, is he still really an indie director? And I'm like, what were you guys gonna do with? Uh, I think that's my biggest thing is. 
I feel like Colin Trevorrow's vision paired with Ryan Johnson's story would have made The Last Jedi make a lot more sense because The Rise of Skywalker, as we got it, I think tried to just go back and not retcon stuff, but kind of undo or patch up. He took a few things that he liked. Yeah. And I... And I, I remember reading like little blurbs about how like JJ shat on Ryan Johnson's movies. Like I don't think he did that no. at all. I think he took he took a couple of things he liked, like the force talk, the you know the yeah. the force skyping and all that. Mm-hmm. The Skype, the what'd you say? Force time. Force time. <laughs> he took things he liked, and he didn't he didn't come right out and like criticize anything he did. No. So, uh, but but for me, this trilogy is always going to be a little bit flawed because I really enjoyed the last uh, Jedi and. It feels to me so much like a one-off movie now. Mm-hmm. Like when I'm watching this trilogy in order, which you have to do with any Star Wars trilogy, you're going to watch one, then the next, and the next. It's going to be like I just want to watch The Force Awakens and then The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, because the, the Last Jedi almost just doesn't fit. It's kind of like yeah. a puzzle piece. It's it almost fits, Up but it's got closer, that one. Jason, it's got that one curve that just doesn't fit. <laughs> you hear yourself, right? Yes. Okay. I hear myself now. <laughs> No, you're right. It's that one little piece that doesn't quite fit, and you know, like I, I can, I can enjoy the Last Jedi on its own because it take it's so it's bold enough to to feel okay as like you know, whatever. But I mean, there are so many awesome scenes in that movie. Like I'm, I don't want to just skip it, and and because of what we got, my enjoyment, the opposite effect happened that I was hoping would happen. I was hoping that people would enjoy and I would enjoy The Last Jedi even more once the third movie came out. But what happened was I enjoy it less now because it feels less important. So I'm like, I, I don't I don't I don't even really care about it anymore. Like I, I'm I, I know that I'm gonna be tempted to just watch the two JJ movies back to back because they work so well together. And the things you got from The Last Jedi they're not so big that you can't just you can glean over it, you yeah. know. Like it's not that big a deal. So it it's for me it's better than the prequels by a lot. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I'll always have that feeling that I feel like I missed out on, like similar to the Zack Snyder thing. Like I wish, I wish they just hadn't have meddled. I wish they hadn't have pulled, you know, a Lord Miller pull, like you know, like we did most of the movie. We're gonna jerk them out like they did with uh, what's his name, Gareth, Gareth, Gareth uh, uh, G- uh, Edwards. Yeah, with Rogue One, and that that was the thing. That's what gave that's what gave Kathleen Kennedy this like ult, like like every decision I make is gold. Yeah, because the Force Awakens was the greatest. It was the highest grossing movie of all time. She she made that choice with Rogue One, and it, everybody loved it because they, they everybody loved Rogue One. Well, the thing about Rogue One, I've read things where that movie was much much darker than what we got. Yeah. So that movie could have been maybe even better than what it is now. It might have. And I read I read similar things. But too. Disney won't release anything too dark. Yeah. So ever since that point, they just they would jerk. I, I hate this. I hate that we know these things exist. Yeah. You know, so for so long, movies would get made, and we were just were not privy to the information. Here's the movie. Yeah. That's what you had. Well, now I mean, we know everything. Well, the original cut of Rise of Skywalker, I, from what I've saw, is somewhere around four hours and that twenty. That blows my mind. Four hours and twenty some minutes. Wow. And they cut so much stuff out of this film. Why not drop a director's cut of that film? We'll get some little. They won't do we'll it. get some out of context scenes, maybe in a in a DVD or yeah. something. But yeah, we'll never get that cut. I mean, give us the Rogue One cut. Yeah. Director's cut. That would be awesome. I feel like I feel like I know Disney's game well enough that, given some time, they'll just be like, "Fuck it." <laughs> uh, that that, latest, that you know, 
Onward didn't make as much money as we'd hoped. Let's just release it. <laughs> it's screw Lucas. Um, but everything's so happy now, like they're not going to do it. Yeah. No. Um, all right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that look. Now, real quick, we're just going to go ahead and do our final rankings. Yes. Um, of course, if more movies come out in the future, we can always we'll have to revisit. reevaluate this list. Uh, but I'm going to, where is it? I'm going to pull it up. All right. Um, real quick. Uh, okay. So there's 12, technically 12 movies in Star Wars canon. Um, uh, right now, all of us, our 12th was, um, and this, this involved, this list includes Nick's, your, all of ours. Uh, it doesn't 12, include every movie I included on my list, but that's fine. We just sort of put this in. So the Clone Wars, the, the animated feature Clone Wars is, is 12th. Uh, I think, no, no, I can't say that actually. Okay, so Jason, what was your 11th? Uh, Phantom Menace. You're wrong. Okay, uh, Adam, what's your 11th? My my actual 11th? Yeah. Or, uh, well, in, in this new list. Uh, that's going to be the cl- Attack of the Clones. Attack of the Clones. Uh, I concur, and uh, Nyx was solo, actually. So of all the, uh, you know... Feature films like he dislike, and I wish Nick were here. I'd like to pick his brain on why he he chose. He actually liked Attack of the Clones better than Solo. It's okay. Everybody's wrong sometimes. You're gonna have to answer for yourself on that one, Nick. Okay, so uh, the next movie. Uh, so a, a ten or no eleven? Well, I'm, I'm thrown off because you know, like a spreadsheet's always like this top around ten. Yeah, number ten. Uh, Adam, what's your tenth? Revenge of the Sith. Okay, Attack of the Clones. Tag of the Clones. Uh, for me, it's um, where's mine? Uh, Revenge of the Sith, and Nick is Attack of the Clones. Okay, uh, ninth. Uh, Adam. Uh, Phantom Menace. I'm just gonna read this in order because it'd be less confusing. So yeah, you. So ninth for you is Phantom Menace. Uh, for me, it's uh, Solo. Jason, what's your ninth? Last Jedi. Last Jedi, okay. Uh, and then for Nick, it's The Phantom Menace. Uh, so uh, Adam and Nick agree there. So eighth for me is Solo. Uh, Adam? Solo. Okay. Jason? Mm, Revenge of the Sith. Okay. And then for Nick, it's The Force Awakens, which seems low, but that's what we got. Uh, where, where are we at? Seven? Seven. seven. Okay. So seven for me is uh, Rogue One. Oh, wait, no, no, Phantom Menace. I'm sorry. Phantom Menace. Adam? Uh, Last Jedi. Okay. Phantom Menace was eight for you. Rogue One is your seventh. Oh, I'm, uh, Rogue One is my seventh. Sorry, yes. Rogue One is my seventh. Adam, what was your seventh? Last again? Jedi. Last Jedi. Uh, my seventh was Solo. I'm going to do this because I'm confusing myself. Okay. And then Nyx was... Uh, was it Last Jedi, I guess? Yes, it yeah, was. Last Jedi. Okay. Yes. Um, so sixth for me is The Last Jedi. Rise of Skywalker. Scroll over. I can't see my list. Mm, sorry. Uh, the Force Awakens. And next is uh, Rise of Skywalker. Uh, so we are at five now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Five for me is The Rise of Skywalker. So I actually put it ahead of The Last Jedi because, you know, because of for points that I had made earlier. Because of things. Because of things. Adam? Number five, Return of the Jedi. Oh. All right. Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker. And next is Rogue One. Uh, fourth is, for me, The Force Awakens. 
Uh, Rogue One. Return of the Jedi. And Nick's got Revenge of the Sith. Pretty high up there. Uh, so now we're in the top. Are you saying he's got the high ground? He's got the high ground, yes. <laughs> top three. Uh, for me, uh, A New Hope, Star Wars. I just had my list pulled up here, and I lost it. I think Force Awakens is my number three. Okay. A New Hope. Okay. And Nick has The Empire Strikes Back. Uh, number two for me is The Empire Strikes Back. New Hope. Rogue One. And Nick's Return of the Jedi. And for me, the, my favorite Star Wars movie, still to this day, it's The Champion, is Return of the Jedi. It, it's the movie that I f- associate so much with my childhood. So like for nostalgia alone, I just can never bump it off. I just love it. Adam? Uh, Empire. Empire. Yep. And Nick, Nick's, as Nick does, he usually goes with things that started things off the most, and he's a new hope for his number one. So with Nick's uh, spreadsheet, he, uh, you know, we, we accumulate everything, so we have like our overall, like we have to agree on this list. Even though we have little nuanced opinions uh, here and there, this is the list as we see it as a group. Uh, so number 12, The Clone Wars, released in 2008, uh, has a score of four, because you know, we all just had it last. Uh, number 11, Attack of the Clones, uh, released in 2002. Uh, that has a score of 30. Um, 10, so the top 10. Uh, Phantom Menace, 40 points, released in 1999. Uh, number 9, Solo, with 95 points, released in 2018. The last, probably, of the Star Wars stories we're likely to get, maybe, ever. I don't know. We'll see. There was going to be other ones. There was going to be... A Boba Fett one, and there was going to be a, a Obi one. Yeah, there was going to be one, but that's changed now with Disney Plus. Uh, number eight, Revenge of the Sith, with 120 points, released in 2005. So the final film of the final Lucas Star Wars movie. Um, you know, respectable eight. Uh, number seven, The Last Jedi, with 150 points, released 2017. Very maybe the most um, polarizing of all the Star Wars movies. Would you guys agree? I would concur. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and it's right in the middle. <laughs> Smack that. It's right in the middle. Perfect. Uh, number six, uh, The Rise of Skywalker with 220 points, released just, just now, just 2019, or of course in 2020. You're listening to this just after the new year. Uh, or maybe you're not. Maybe you're listening to this in 2025. I don't know. Uh, it's not my job to tell you when to listen. Maybe they're listening in 1960. What? Back to the future. Time travel. Love it's it. a thing. It's a, it's a, it's they, they introduced that in Avengers Endgame. Okay. Uh, so, number five, uh, The Force Awakens. So, the, the beginning of the Disney trilogy. Uh, we, we kind of as a whole agree that's the best of the new ones, I guess. Uh, 230 points, uh, released in 2015. The first, res- it was the resurrection for courtesy of Disney. Thank you, Mickey Mouse. Uh, which brings us to number four, Rogue One. Probably the, closest in spirit to the original yep. trilogy yes just definitely. really well done um with 300 or wait sorry uh 260 points released in 2016 so man things are really rolling for disney at this time uh top three uh Re- return of the jedi with 320 points released in 1983 uh what we thought was gonna be the last movie you know that was gonna be it uh, number two, A New Hope, with 350 points, released in 1977, when I was just a little baby. A wee lad. A wee lad. And, of course, number one, we can all agree this is really, 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 this is this is the benchmark. Like, when, when fans, 
Number one, of course, is The Empire Strikes Back, with a whopping 370 points made in 1980, with the greatest twist possibly in movie cinema history. Um, when Star Wars fans complain about how shitty things are nowadays, this is the reason why. Yeah, interesting uh, piece of trivia about The Empire Strikes Back. Um, there are parts of that movie that uh, hardcore Star Wars fans actually like. <laughs> I mean, that sums it up in a nutshell, basically, right there. I don't know anything else I can add to that. Uh, thank you, gentlemen, for being a part of this uh, Rise of Skywalker review and our reevaluating of the lists. Um, on behalf of Nick, I've been Ron Avis. I've been Adam Peterson. Jason Bridwell. May the Force be with you all.